Hello and welcome to The Trials, the system playtest actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael and this is The Trial of Metahumans Rising, episode number four, Burning the Midnight Oil, part four. This is the final actual play episode of our Trial of Metahumans Rising. We will have our regular recap and review episode after this. Uh, we have basically come to a head here. We, we are escalating the story. We believe we know what's going on, and we just need to find who is supplying these drugs and put a stop to them. The only question left is, can we do it without any collateral damage or any damage to ourselves? So here is The Trial of Metahumans Rising, episode number four, Burning the Midnight Oil, part four. So hitting the streets, uh, basically you, you are able to confirm that it is Geo that are just wiping out factories uh, or, or drug labs. And the other thing that you're able to turn up is that it's mock as in mockery. He seems to be a psychic of a high caliber, which is how he's able to control Rampage's mood swings and maintain order over detritus. Uh, it's actually unsure if the brood have any free will at all, or if he's mind controlled them into submission. At the same time, the address that Rampage gave you goes to a uh, basement of a residential building in kind of a bad neighborhood. Plan's looking pretty good right now. So also during that time, there was a football game that happens. And you remember I mentioned there was this guy that had the state record for um, number of uh, quarterback sacks? Yes, I do. In the middle of the game, he goes to tackle the quarterback and his body just explodes in unprecedented metahuman growth as he develops these like pseudopods with like mouths and stuff and he literally tears through the center and tears through the quarterback and runs off as his body continues to mutate i think i just lost 50 bucks on that game <laughs> so talk about having some extra mouths to feed at the table during this time the supplies for snake oil seems to dry up, but you did get to arrest Rampage. Okay. Uh, he seemed to be their main dealer on the street. And so Lady Knight gets word that what would have been a simple drop-off is turning into a major event. A major event of these metahumans getting together? As in, they what? are calling in these uh, these junkie jocks. Oh, damn it! <sighs> so they are bringing the the junkies together to distribute the drugs, or to buy them directly from the faucet where they're pumping them out at. You're fairly certain that they're they're bringing them in for a big buy. <sighs> okay, we know when this is going to happen. Yeah. Is it like in five minutes or is it like in two days? Like by the time you put everything together, you're actually getting a, like, like your, your fingers are out of the splints now and you've got some bandages on your ribs, but 
you just catch a police scanner report of a um, a uh, a line of cars cruising through downtown DC with uh, oil burners painted on the uh, the side and uh, uh, reports of people firing guns and screaming at uh, the crowds. So this is going on now. So you've got a little bit of time if you want to try and get ahead of this, but it's going to happen soon. Okay, so we got to think fast. Do we haul ass over there and try to take out the metahumans before they do this and just throw down and have a, a fight? I'm good with that. Okay, de- executive decision. Let's go. So, uh, Bulwark, I'll, I'll take off my lab coat that I've been wearing because I'm a scientist now. I'll wad it up and throw it in the trash can where it immediately catches on fire. And then I will, <laughs> and, then, and then I will look over Not my... <laughs> One labeled oily rag. Not in one labeled oily rag. How many times have I told you? And then I look over. I look over at my closet. I have my janitor uniform, and I'm like, next time. And then I'll go and get into the cement truck. <laughs> All right. So mechanically, here have I? How many days has it been for recovery? It's been three days. Oh, okay, so I'm only down to negative one at this point. Do, do we recover willpower as we are starting this next chunk or no? Okay. So we're still where we are. No problem. Great. So we know, we know the address. Do we have a faster form of transport than the cement truck or is that our only form of transport? Uh, that is, well, wait, no. let me rephrase that. Uh, do we have access to a helicopter? No, you have the cement truck. You probably have like a motorcycle. Okay. So I'm going to motorcycle over. Um, I'm going to try to get ahead of the crowd. Maybe drop some explosives and make a roadblock. You guys come over in the cement truck. And we know the building we're going to. So second verse, same as the first. Drive through the wall, boots to head, we're done. Uh, so I want to point out a couple of things. This is a, a residential building. Damn it. And they're in the basement. Son of a bitch. So, like, you would be, like, possibly hurting people in the apartments and damaging the integrity uh, of the building structure if you did that. The first one of those I'm concerned about, not the second. Well, there's innocent people living in those apartments. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm concerned about them. I want them out, but I'm not too concerned about the building's uh, integrity. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I had that the other way around. I was like... Well, I care about the building's integrity, <laughs> not the people that live in it. Yeah. Okay. I'm an architect. <laughs> is this a residential apartment building, like in the middle of downtown or something? This is in a, a poor neighborhood. Oh, okay. So we're going to the ghetto. Yeah. <sighs> Section 8 housing. <laughs> awesome. We need to change the uh, cement truck in for an ice cream truck, and we'll get all the kids to come out of the apartment building, and then we can blow it up. You know, this, this if this was an actual comic book, this is where we would have the scene where the one badass vigilante is saying, well, you know what? It's just a couple people compared to everyone else we're going to save. I think that's acceptable losses. And all the other good superheroes are like, no, that's totally wrong. We can't do that. I'll be the voice of reason. I am not a monster. Damn it. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so we need to get the people out of there. I can get over there faster. Can I work some of my contacts with the police force to maybe have them call in a national 
alert system, get out of the building, go to your local shelter kind of thing as I'm motorcycling over there? Like to target just that building? Starting um, with that building, but as many people out of there as possible. Um, like go ahead block. and make a uh, area of influence veterans roll. Let's see what that goes. Okay. Like this so is going to be a pretty hefty roll. Yeah, probably not going to do too well here. So, um, five with the eight is a 13, rolling 3d6. Oh, I don't know. Um, 29 with one six showing. Uh, I'm going to give you, like, what, what do you tell them to, to get them to act? Do you give them the whole skinny of what's going on? I'm going to assume that my level of contacts within the police department is these are buddies I served with. I might not trust them with my secret identity, but I trust them as cops. Okay. So as my normal identity, I'll call whatever buddy I know is on duty and just tell him, look, I'm calling in the favor that you owe me. You need to evacuate this block, specifically this building. Uh, we are looking at serious metahuman violence. Make it happen. He says, we can send in, you know, the SWAT team to evacuate the building. Is that going to cause any problems when they get there? Uh, they will certainly be at a heightened risk of violence and harm. But they're SWAT, so they know what's going on. Uh, we've also got a lot of potentially dangerous civilians entering the area. Uh, and I will reference that guy from the football game. Okay. We have that situation going on. He says, uh, "He says we can cordon off the area if you think that'll help." Anything is going to help at this point. Okay, so what they're going to do is they're going to cordon off like two blocks around. They're not going to interfere with um, this like caravan of cars, but once they pass the blockade or where the blockade would be, they'll move in. And they'll evacuate the building surrounding it first uh, as to avoid tipping off anybody that they know something's going down. Okay. Well, if we wait for them to evacuate the area and then try to move in after that, when some of the civilians are out of the way, maybe that'll be a little bit safer. Ideas, gentlemen? If there's any way that they could manage the evacuation without displaying themselves as law enforcement. I mean, I was joking about the ice cream truck, but if there was something they could do, you know, like uh, the gas man, there's a gas leak or termites or something like that, that would allow them to get the people out without giving away that we're coming or that they need to be on the high alert. So unfortunately, Crossfire's kind of made his best play here. And while the area outside is going to be fairly safe, you're going to need to draw people out of that building or keep the collateral damage to a minimum. Can we do the whole uh, run into the building, pull the fire alarm trick? You can certainly try that. I've got the motorcycle. We've established that so I can get there faster than anybody. Mm -hmm. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. All right. Yeah, if we're running against a, uh, a clock here... We, we got to move. So we'll call into the police like we did. I'll haul ass over there on the bike. You guys will follow up in the truck. It's a Ducati crossfire. 
now you, you we established that we were superheroes but we were on the vigilante side of things in our superhero personas are we known like do people say oh look it's crossfire oh look it's lady knight yes okay so i'm going to try to exploit that then as i get to the building i'll pull the fire alarm and i'm just going to start shouting if i have any sort of superhero amplifier if i if i have a a megaphone in my bag of tricks i'm just going to try to get everybody moving out of that building you, you don't have any superhero bag of tricks but you you do have the bullhorn from the park oh that's right cuz i'm a park ranger <laughs> <laughs> it it does have the, like the park's name on the side of it and it's got like the little green flower or the green tree on the side but you know okay that's fine we know they're in the basement of this building obviously this is going to cause some commotion. It's going to tip our hand, but at this point we need to stop them. I mean, this is a fight, so let's go. Okay. So how far behind are Lady Knight and Bulwark? Cause I'm, I'm assuming they're on their way too. you're just getting there faster because you're on a motorcycle. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, and I, I'm just, trying to figure out how bad the situation is going to be for you. <laughs> oh, it's going to be bad. And that's okay. <laughs> Cause here's what I'm thinking. I mean, crossfires crossfire as a background is prevent another war. He lived through the alien war. This is essentially a potential tipping point of a mute mutagen based outbreak from this one point. He's seen it go bad in the past. If he can't just blow this shit up and he has to save some people, he's going to jump in and do whatever he can to stop it. And if he gets his ass handed to him, that's going to happen. Okay. So how far behind are Bulwark and, and Lady Knight? Well, we will be as close as we can, but that, yeah, I don't, I would I don't say know. We left at the same time. Yeah. So it just depends on how much longer it takes us to get there. We definitely left at the same time. I was probably on the radio as I was driving across town to the cops. So maybe five minutes, but it's going to take you some time to go and pull the fire alarm and start announcing your presence. Right. And then as soon as I see a stream of people coming out of the building, mm -hmm. I'm going to the basement. Okay. So you're not going to like try and coordinate people getting out of the building? No. Okay. I'm going to trust the foolish masses to evacuate themselves. The cops are out there. The other heroes are out there. This has to be stopped. Let's go. Honestly, we've done all we can. Hey, if I can't take out the building and sacrifice some civilians, I have to go in there and stop it myself. Into the basement, kick down the door. Let's go. Okay. I will support this. Yes. That's we're gonna cut over to uh, Lady Knight and myself. We're at a Dairy Queen drive-through, uh, getting an ice cream cone, <laughs> and Lady Knight's like, "Don't you think we should hurry?" And we're like, "Why? Well, it's not stupid enough to go in without us." You order a Blizzard, and, <laughs> and they've got the Thin Mint uh, blizzard. blizzard now. Oh yeah. Well, she she hands you the Blizzard, and she turns it over like she's supposed to, but it doesn't. It actually falls out, so you make her remake it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't meet Dairy Queen standard. I demand another one. That's right. 
And then as soon as she hands it to me, it melts anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Cut back to Crossfire's death. <laughs> <laughs> He's just dead. Like, it's just literally just like, you walk into the building, goes to Dairy Queen, comes back, you're dead. Yep. Yeah, there, you didn't even see the fight. Worst comic book ever. <laughs> just dead. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> You're in Dairy Queen, guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Who's ongoing was this? All right. So why don't you guys give me an initiative roll? We'll see how this rolls down. <laughs> oh, when I said banana split, he thought I meant go in. I actually just meant I was ordering one. <laughs> 38 again. 41 again. 32 for the first time. You sure you don't want to just roll a 29? No. I like to change things up a little bit. Don't want to get stale. So you start forcing the evacuation. It's kind of awkward. There's there's people that are just confused and, and scared. And then you like uh, burst through the basement door, run down the steps. And it's like a, a split flight of stairs, excuse me. And um, down there is uh, a small group of what used to be jocks, but now seem like they are all deformed, similarly to the way that football player was, but um, not as pronounced. He's there also. And he's like towering over them, right? He being detritus or mock? Um, the football player, the guys that oh, 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 smalls. Okay. And like he seems to be coordinating the uh, the oil burners or the former jocks, as it were. Okay. They seem to be stacking up sealed like uh, crates. Uh, like metal containers. Okay. And then uh, on the other side of this equation are uh, mock gargoyle and anaconda, which to describe what they look like, gargoyle is in fact made of stone with wings and uh, an appearance that only a mother could love. Mock is tall and hyper thin with um, an enlarged head. He seems to wear a a thin suit that just pronounces how slender his body is. And then Anaconda appears to be a, a fairly attractive woman, but she has a... Her neck seems to be curled around in loops like a, like a snake. And when she sees you swing around the staircase, it kind of spirals out. And you see that she's got like this eight foot long neck that moves just like a serpent's. Okay, I'm down. And uh, Mox says, uh, there's no fire. I told you that. Look, spandex. Shoot him in the head. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, you have the initiative. <laughs> Get all the fixes. Huh? Yeah. We're just going to do uh, under favorite actions. We're going to do just a regular arrow shot. Okay. 
28 plus 12 is 40 with one six showing. So that hits. And so you're going to increase your damage by two. Uh, and what is your normal damage? Oh, sorry. Sorry. 10. So 12 total. Okay. So he kind of holds up his hands and the, uh, the arrow kind of hits this field and then like punctures through it and like slices through his chest, like, like, like across the side and he kind of spins out. And second action, he's, I'm just going to shoot him again. He's the boss. Uh, again, a 40, but no sixes. So just 10 damage. All right, so again, he like, like he holds up his hand, right, and uh, you you like uh, knock him back. He's like, kill him. As, as I'm shooting the arrows, I will uh, try to take up a some sort of a a tactical position, even though I know there isn't one down here. I'll at least shift so that the uh, the grunts have to bottleneck to get to me. Okay. Uh, and I will, as I'm, I envision this as running down the stairs, skidding to a halt, and then two arrows, rapid fire, flip, flip, right into this guy. And I'll bellow out, Mock, shut it down. So while this is happening, Bulwark, you burn through the uh, the police barricade. Like, they don't have time to move it out of your way as you are racing to catch up with Crossfire. None of us are. <laughs> That's what's on the that <laughs> M-P-A-M-N-S-T-R <laughs> My vanity license plate Yep I would like to think that I'm eating a small cup of ice cream As he falls <laughs> through this barrier Just like Jeez Louise sugar And I'm just <laughs> Alright And so as that is happening like you fire off heroes, boom, boom, and Mox like somebody kill him, right? And Gargoyle launches himself at you, and he moves with a speed that is just blinding. You you didn't know that animated stone could do that. So I rolled a lot. I rolled a forty-two to hit you. And I do not get my dice to this because I used my two actions already? Yes. Okay. And I rolled two sixes. Wow. So Gargoyle is going to slam into you for 13 damage. Awesome. And you can be, you begin hearing Mock's voice inside your head. Oh, that son of a bitch. You never should come here, bro. You never So, you are going to take a minus six to any rolls you make for the next two turns. As he just whispers things into your mind. So, the oil burners are grabbing the crates and running up the stairs. And, like, so you and Gargoyle are kind of, like, on the landing. And... Anthony Smalls just ignores you and like steps over you as he's running out with whatever's in these crates. So he's running out the way I came in? Yeah. Hmm. And he's like, this is your problem, freak. We got what we wanted. Oh, good news. And so Anaconda will kind of put herself between the staircase and uh, crossfire uh, 
Uh, you are kind of being beaten by a mass of living stone. What are you doing? Oh, it's back to my turn? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, and I, I should point out that while you're being beaten, you can see the oil burners running up the stairs past you. Okay. Are, are we kind of running on typical six-second rounds, like in Dungeons & Dragons? or The rounds are... So we, we kind of picture each action as a panel. Oh, okay. Um, and time is a bit looser. Just like movement is a bit looser. Okay. It's, it's dramatic time. So dramatically, has there been enough time for a lot of the people in the building to get out? Uh, you know that there are people still about because you, as soon as you saw the rush, that was your description. As soon as you saw the rush, yeah, you, you went downstairs. So there's still people coming out of that building, and the oil burners are going to run directly into them. Okay, we we established that my arrows were explosive, right? <laughs> uh, we we know that you have some explosive arrows. I push the button that all superheroes have to make all their explosions explode. My attempt here is to cave in the stairs and trap everyone there. Okay. All right. So is this kind of a self-sacrificing thing? Yep. 100%. I am going to uh, just say that that happens. <laughs> I, I, th- I feel like this is 100% in line with the character as presented in the background. Yeah. So you, you pull off, uh, you pull out like, like the three explosive arrows that you have and kind of like slam them against the stairs. I'll look as I do that. I'll look up at the uh, gargoyles on top of me. Smile for the birdie. <laughs> Boom. Now, moments <laughs> later, we're not sure how much time has passed. I want to imagine that we pull up in the concrete truck just seconds before. So everything looks kind of calm and orderly. And then like that that's the panel. There was one panel of us pulling up, next panel. I was gonna put my ice cream cup in the garbage can, but the explosion <laughs> made it actually fall on the ground. And that's actually three frames of it like tumbling, <laughs> falling, falling and hitting the ground. And we you just see melted ice cream come out. So it, it, it's like a two page splash with exactly. you pulling up. And the explosion, yep. like the, the smoke kind of billowing out. Yep. And on the side, there's just the three panels of the cup falling. Yep. And there's Which, just melted ice cream seeping yeah. out from it. You have strawberry ice cream, so it looks like blood. Symbolic representation of my death. Absolutely. Of I strawberry ice cream. Yeah. This is perfect. I love it. I would read the <laughs> hell out of this comic book. <laughs> all right. And we're off. We're, we're off like a shot. We're just... All right. Well, Lady Knight, you're, you're up. I am running towards the explosion because that is what heroes do. But they don't look at explosions. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There you have might to run be backwards. some sexual tension that's unresolved between Crossfire and myself, and I'm nervous about that. And he's taking that from real life. Yeah. I, I can understand and respect that. So I don't know how quick I'm getting there or if... There's explosions still happening, but I'm trying to find my way down into this basement. If I can shadow my way down, that'd be great. I don't think I can vamp. So basically, like you run in, and there's people that are just like plastered against the stairs and in fear, and they're not moving. And you get to like there's just this crater, right? And there's this rubble at the bottom, and uh, you can see 
kind of uh, crossfire, covered in rubble, and there's just like blood streaming from his from his mouth and like his eyes and ears. And gargoyle is like kind of trapped underneath him. There's a bunch of uh, these these oil burners that are just kind of not moving underneath the rock. And this guy, Smalls, seems to be clawing his way out from the rubble. Uh, so yeah, that's what you see. Um, I am going to rush towards Crossfire and try to ascertain his his probability of living. And in the comic book, there's suddenly a flashback panel, and you remember this very tender conversation we had at one point in the past, and I, I'm holding your hand, and maybe we're eating some ice cream. I say, Lady Knight, if there's ever a situation where I have to heroically sacrifice myself to save the day, fucking save the day. Don't worry about me, you stupid bitch. <laughs> And as soon as I pull out my fingers to check his pulse, <laughs> I remember that. And my eyes black. <laughs> and my two fingers, a shadow blade grows out of them. And I just want to shoot it at whoever whoever I see. I'm hoping it's Mock. I'm hoping I, I look up and I just see him in a month. But uh, I'll take whoever. I don't give a shit. All right, so you have Smalls trying to uh, That's save, fine. Say, well, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you who your, your targets are, right? So you have Smalls who is in the rubble with you, and then you have Anaconda who seems to be guarding Mock at this point. Anaconda. Okay. Smalls is, as I would say in my line of business, small potatoes. A certain unlicensed version of a very popular Run DMC song starts playing in the background. Oh, yes. Two sixes and a three, which means 15 plus 24 is 39. 39. 39. That easily hits her. Bitch. Boom. And so the damage on that is uh, you add two free six that you roll. Yes. So that's eight damage. Eight damage. Okay. And it just like slices across her face. And she is like, like, uh, like blood just starts streaming down as she looks up at you. And she will come running at you screaming. I rolled a 22 to hit. And what is Lady Knight's defense? Her neck kind of like goes one direction as her body goes another one. And just, you know, she's, she's got that long prehensile neck. You want my defense? Yes, please. My surprise defense or my normal defense? Your normal defense. Normal defense is 24. All right. So it looks like she is going to entangle you with her neck, but you do have one action left if you want to take an active defense. I do oh. want to take an active defense. Okay. So go ahead and roll your dice and add it to your defense. E- oh, a six, a one, and a four. So 11 plus 24 is... 35. 30, 35, 35. Okay. So you, like, duck underneath her neck as it, like, coils back around. And I, I will now tell you that the two of you have the same initiative value. So that's kind of happening at the same time there. Gargoyle is out. 
All right, so you start hearing this voice inside your head. All the way to the heart of Do you feel like you miss all the fun? And so any any rolls you take are going to be at a minus six, okay? Sure. As, as Mock taunts you psychically. Um, my psychic sister wouldn't uh, be able to prevent me from being so affected by this dickhead, would it? Unfortunately, uh, that would really only apply if... Um, so there, there's actually a, a few other um, signature characters. I sent you the four that are classic power levels. Uh, Elf is a, a high-powered character that just... Because there were only four, three players, I, I didn't send those as, as possible files. You need her in play. But it, the, the Psychic Sisters really applies when something happens to one and the other one reacts, uh, if that makes sense. No, it does. I've seen G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's how Elf and Lady Knight happen to be. Gotcha. Uh, so, Bulwark, you kind of... Uh, so, so what are you, you doing at this point? So I will meld into the ground and then come up through the basement wall like Kool-Aid Man. Oh, yeah. So you kind of come in from the opposite side, okay? So you kind of, like, blow through the wall, and so you've kind of got, like, the opposite perspective. Mock is closest to you, Anaconda is directly behind him, and then the rubble's at the far end where Lady Knight is kind of standing over Crossfire's body and Anaconda is like trying to grapple her with her neck. Okay, so I will go to the well since I was sort of stymied last time and I will say, Do you know what my favorite band is? (laughs) And then I'm going to eruption mockery in the face with my volcano power. All right, so go for it. And that's going to hit Mock and Anaconda. Okay. Right. Can I spend some extra willpower to do even more? Because it cost me four already, but I can spend, can I spend more since I really want this to work? You can make it amazing if you want to spend three willpower, and that'll give you a bonus to damage for every six you roll. All right, I'll do that. I rolled no sixes. You get an extra die also. Okay. So right now I'm at a 28. Okay. Now at a 30. Still no sixes. All right, but it's a 30 to hit. And so that is going to hit both. Uh, well, Mock is going to take an active defense because he saves an action. But that will hit Anaconda. Uh, and that will hit uh, Anthony Smalls. But let's see if Mock, being the one person to hold an action back, can avoid this. You said 30, right? Correct. So you send forth these, like, gouts of lava and and uh, stone uh, striking uh, Anaconda, striking Grindel, and then um, Mach kind of throws up a, a telekinetic shield at the last moment and uh, pushes a, a, flow, a lava flow out of the way. And how much damage does that do? Uh, I'm actually not sure. It looks like 23 on the sheet here. That is 23. Okay. Okay. Well, that so Anaconda kind of gets hit by this lava and collapses. Grindel gets hit by the same lava, and it like sears his flesh, and he like holds up the case, screaming as he deflects part of it and staggers forward, like coming at you, like you've just become his worst enemy. And uh, <laughs> as he has now lost his. Uh, 
his supply of snake oil. So these like pseudopods burst from his chest with these mouths as he kind of slams down on top of you. Let's see uh, if that means anything to the living volcano, though. Sorry, guys. I get a little hot-headed. <laughs> Didn't mean to blow my top. <laughs> so that's a 56 to hit you? Oh, geez, oh, Pete. Yeah, that'll hit me. All right. And that is 12 wounds as, like, these pseudopods, like, lash out at you and bite at you. You know, they're, like, tearing out chunks of stone. All right. I have nine armor, so that means I take three actual wounds. Yes. That's correct. Okay. Got it. And those guys are out of the fight also. So that was Grendel's turn. Crossfire is out of the fight. Lady Knight, what are you doing? We need to get Mark. Take him down and the whole thing collapses. Agreed. So am I being entangled by Anaconda right now? Uh, no, no. Uh, she tried to grapple you, but then was struck in the back by uh, Lava and is currently uh, down for the count. Gotcha. So I will try and... I'm going to try to um, Shadow Blade um, uh, Mark. I mean, we really don't have another option. Uh, 13, 13 plus 24 is 37, no sixes. Okay, so that will hit. And that's what, four damage, right? Yep. So unlike most armors, right? Like you bypass normal physical armors, but mm-hmm. he uses like telekinetic force to, to defend himself. And like, um, so you throw out this shadow blade and he throws up his shield, and you can see those like wisps, kind of like 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 splinters, like break through, mm-hmm. piercing him. And you have one other action if you want to. I'm gonna cage him. him. Okay. Does it feel like maybe that'll lessen the mind control and also keep him here and cool. keep him contained? And I don't know. I'm I'm just full of unrelenting sexual tendencies and grief, so I I, I can't be controlled. <laughs> Okay, we're back to the sixth department. So I got a six, four, and a one. That's an 11, 35. That hits even with the minus six. And I, right. I, did, I did count that last time. I just I should have said that because we're uh, recording this. <laughs> <laughs> so that does hit him, and it does one six, you said? Yes. All right, so that increases the damage by two. And so he's got his kind of telekinetic shield that he's like trying to hold out as these blades kind of wrap around him. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's got like this barrier of like green force field. And then the shadow blade just kind of like englobing that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like almost like reaching up around it. Yep. That's exactly what I was seeing. Like a, like a zebra balls around him. Yeah. So what does that mean for my, how much stamina does your telekinetic trap do or your, your uh, shadow trap do? Yeah, it says uh, damage two, range MR, only defended by quickness targets placed in three stamina. Shadow requires one willpower pe- willpower trapping. All right, so three stamina. He is going to try and break free. So you can see like that orb of green force kind of expanding out, but he's still stuck for right now. Gotcha. And bulwark. All right, so it worked last time. He's caged up, so I'm going to come in and beat him like a pinata with my volcanic smash. Okay. 
I did get a six on this roll, which makes it a okay. 43 with a six. All right. And what's the damage on the volcanic smash normally? Uh, 10. Okay, so that basically up to 12. All right. So you have uh, Anthony Smalls, who's kind of like on top of you, and you kind of like push him off to the side and like, you know, go up to mock and just boom down on top of him. Right, like 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 a double fisted, double fisted like overhand punch thingy, and um, the the blades of shadows explode out along with the telekinetic force field as your fists come down, and you slam into him, and he kind of like crumples back. He's like another bully. That's all you are. Uh, you do have one more action. Uh, so is he like incapacitated? I mean, is he out of the fight, or should I hit him again? Oh, no, he's not out of the fight. Okay, well, then I will try to hit him once again, and I'll say, Nerd. A ghostly voice comes from Crossfire's body. Break his glasses. <laughs> that is a 43 again, uh, but no sixes this time. So 10 more points of damage. A volcanic wedgie. <laughs> okay, so... So he tries to throw up another telekinetic shield and you kind of smash through that. And as you are distracted, Smalls comes to uh, slam into you from behind. Ooh. And that's a 54 to hit. That will hit. And that is 18 wounds. Okay. I take 12 of the, or 9, uh, which makes me a total of 12 wounds. Okay. Uh, now, I will point out that as Bulwark the Living Volcano, you have uh, Impervious. Okay. So twice per session, you can ignore all damage until the start of the next turn. Uh, then this would be a good time to do that. So he slams into you from behind, right? And uh, he, like, beats on you again, just like, bam, 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 right? As, like, you're your plates of stone kind of locked down, protecting you. So, Lady Knight. So he's down. He's crying. Something about his glasses are broken, I heard. I figure if your glasses are broken, then why does your neck need to not be cut? Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) Fuck this guy right. Okay. Good night, Mark. Maybe not so much. Good night. Um, 28. All right. So that will hit him. And so you, you, you cut him again. Again, he throws up the telekinetic shield, uh, mitigating part of it. And you have one more action. Let him touch your boob. Uh, yeah. I, was, I really don't know what else to do besides keep cutting him. So I'm going to just keep cutting him. Oh, good. Another crappy roll. Uh, um, that's a 26. Okay, so that, that absolutely hits him. All right. So you're, you're kind of like, like he keeps getting like, you know, like, you know, cut here, cut there, shadowy fingers descending mm-hmm. upon him. I feel like he needs to do something dramatic because we can't go out like this. So I know. And so he just kind of screams. And there's this psychic wave that floods through the building. This will be against your mental defense. So just to know for Bulwark, this does not, Impervious does not protect you against this attack. Sure. 
So that is a 31 to hit. Ow. Uh, yeah, my mental defense isn't quite as high as my physical. Yeah. Got a six on that, a six and a two, which is an eight. So uh, put me, it puts me at a 20. So you, you used both of your actions to attack, so it would just be your, your static mental defense. Oh, I can't. I can't add. Sorry. So that is nine wounds against your mental defense. So if you have any mental armor, you'll subtract that. So Lady Knight, you actually have um, four armor, so you would take five damage. Okay. And then Bulwark. I have two, so I take seven. Yeah. And he just kind of collapses in this heap. And uh, even, like, you could feel Anthony Smalls kind of slump down onto your back. His hands are just, like, burned from beating on, uh, you know, uh, your, your fiery body. Mock is not unconscious, but he is just spent at this point. And Bulwark, it is your turn. Okay, so basically Mock is exhausted, uh, and the other guy is wounded. So I want to use my fearsome presence again to basically try to make everyone surrender. I mean, they've lost, right? There's no point in fighting anymore, and I will just melt their faces off if they don't stop. So how about we all just quit and go home? Yeah, uh, so so Mach is the only person still conscious, and and he he just you know he's just like collapsed into a heap. Okay, you know he he's not at a point where he can give you any kind of resistance. Okay, if it's to that point, then I would just rush over to Crossfire and see if he's dead, dead, or only mostly dead. Uh, so that question would uh, actually go to Caleb, not me. What what is the ultimate fate of Crossfire? I- I like to think that the last panels of this comic book are Lady Knight and I at Crossfire's open casket funeral. So she leans in and gives him a kiss on the cheek. A single tear rolls down her face and lands on your cheek. It's all very emotional and touching. And then I have some little knickknacky thing that's sentimental between you and I. And I set it into your coffin. And we turn and we walk away. And the last panel is like an over-the-shoulder shot. And we see your casket burst into flames. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 100% okay with that. That just means you get to come back as a villain later, right? Or a clone. Or or a clone. Or a clone. Or a robot. Uh, I was about to say, there's the cyborg crossfire mind control thing. Yeah. I I, I think cyborg crossfire is in the works here. But uh, yeah, he's, he's really dead. Or you could just come back as CrossFit and be even more pumped than you are now, bro. He actually was impaled by like two dozen of those uh, snake oil needles. My, my secret move is called P90X. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. 
And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.